0: on this episode of blueys brisbane we asked the yes no button should you steal a chip on a plate and it said
1: no 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 you're listening to blueys brisbane with justin and lou
0: well g'day it's justin here with another installment of blueys brisbane the podcast that gets out and about in the real life world of your favorite healer family and today we've set the card table up in possibly the smallest park in brizzy Mm. today we're set up in Trammy's Corner, just across the road from the Java Lounge Cafe, which you would know as the scene from Dance Mode and Favourite Thing, my kids' favourite bit.
2: Now close the lid. Thank you for cleaning my toilet. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting.
0: <laughs> Once again, I'm joined at the card table by Lou Bromley. G'day, Lou.
1: G'day, how are you going? And hands off my chip, mate. Hands off my chip.
0: Don't ever steal a chip on a plate.
1: Nah, that that's not right. Not right at all.
0: Well, today we are down here in Paddington, or Paddo as the locals refer to it, um, and just across the road from the Java Lounge Cafe, Lou. And this is the brizzy suburb that kicked off cafe culture, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it definitely is. And we know where it is because you can clearly see a Latrobe Terrace street sign in favorite thing episode so when bingo's doing the thank you for cleaning my toilet there's some lovely little easter eggs behind her that give the location away isn't there
0: yeah well usually with uh, a lot of the signs in bluey they go to a bit of um you know it's kind of like deciphering hieroglyphics isn't it trying to work out (laughs) what the sign says but with (laughs) that episode with favorite thing you can clearly see the street sign in the background that says latrobe terrace There's no disguising that.
1: Yeah, they let us have that one. That was kind of nice. But there's so many other things, and we want to call them icons about Paddington, that are featured in Bluey and other episodes. So there's the Flowers of the World florist, and there's the red-roofed bus stop, and there's also the heritage-listed Paddington water tower, seen in Season 3 episode, Curry Quest. You're not going through the park, are you? Yeah, why? Why? Oh, there's a magpie protecting his nest. He swooped me earlier. Look! Ooh.
0: Well, look, the Lou, luckily uh, no magpies swooping on. us. Today we are safe and sound undercover here in Tramie's Corner in Paddington. And a couple of great guests on the podcast today. Would you believe we've been able to snare Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner, the Lord Mayor of Brisbane, who is a massive Bluey fan, isn't he?
1: Yep, we took this straight to the top. So if you need to get some answers, you go to the Lord Mayor of Brisbane, don't you, Justin?
0: Well, look, he's he's a young dad, got a couple of kids. He's a massive Bluey fan. So I'm um, looking forward to speaking to Lord Mayor Schrinner very shortly. Um, the other guest we've got on the show today is a uh, local singer-songwriter called Donna Dyson. Now, she's an award-winning uh, singer-songwriter, um, well-known in the music industry around Australia. She's got a really interesting story. Um, before she got into music, she was a um, an academic who specialised in early childhood education. And she's been a long-time resident uh, in Paddington and has seen the suburb change over the course of about two decades.
1: Well, Justin, I reckon we've got to dial the secret hotline number... And get our Lord Mayor on the phone and bring him to the card table. How about that?
0: Let's get into it. You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane
1: with Justin and Lou.
0: Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having a chat to us today. Oh, absolute Pleasure.
1: Anyone who knows you on social media will know that you and your kids are huge fans of Bluey. How much excitement has there been in the Schrinner household these past few weeks as Bluey Season 3 has been unleashed?
3: Oh, look, the, uh, the whole family are Bluey fanatics, and, um, and that includes parents too, especially me. But um, the kids are being super excited. And one of the interesting things is that um, the episodes that have been coming out recently, um, we got the opportunity a little while back to go to the um, studio that creates Bluey uh, here in Brisbane. So it's Ludo studio in Fortitude Valley. The kids got to go in and have a look, and some of those episodes were actually being created at the time when we went in to have a look, and so um, Whale Watching just came out a couple of days ago, and that was one of the ones that we saw getting made, so really, really exciting.
0: That uh, that moment when uh, Chili sort of flops onto Bandit, that was a laugh out loud moment in our house. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's an absolute classic.
3: Yep. And that's the thing, it's it's something that, um, you know, not just the kids enjoy, but uh, it's pretty amusing for adults as well.
0: Look, um, Lord Mayor, having grown up in the gap in Ashgrove, uh, one of my favourite scenes in Season 3 was when the healers went off to the Ashgrove library. So for you as uh, Lord Mayor, how did it feel to see one of Council's libraries shown off to the world?
3: Oh, it makes me incredibly proud. Um, You know, it it started off when you, you saw in some of the early episodes or um, city cats on the river. You know they're very recognisable, and then progressively you're seeing more and more different locations. But um, been very proud to see some of the council facilities, like the Library, included. Um, oh, look, I have a I have a dream that we'll see City Hall included one day. But uh, we we'll, we'll keep wishing.
1: Hello. Me want
3: books for big boys.
1: Uh, next to the magazines. Thanks. You and your team are in charge of running this city that we all love. Now, how proud are you as Lord Mayor of Brisbane to see Brizzy being represented so beautifully on screen? Well, that's the
3: thing, isn't it? It's actually, it really is going around the world. And I really do think we could could really create a little bit of a tourism industry around Bluey in itself when um, when people can start traveling internationally again. I think there's a great opportunity for that, um, just in the same way that you've seen that happen with other movies. Saw uh, that happen with The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings um, in, in places like New Zealand. And there's a great opportunity to do that here, I think. Um, we should be really proud of the city that we live in and having having those great Queenslander homes uh, featured and and all great Brisbane parks and lifestyle is just fantastic.
0: So, look, we often see you out on the weekend. Um, obviously, it's busy life being Lord Mayor of the city. You've got um, lots of civic duties. Um, but even if you're working on the weekend, you'll often have the kids in tow. So how have you gone about juggling dad life and mayoral duties? Is it about including the kids where you can?
3: Oh, absolutely. And, and look, it's, it's actually – it does make the, the job that little bit easier having kids – and Nina with me when I'm doing things on the weekend. Otherwise, if you think about the other side of the coin, um, if, if I was just out um, all weekend doing things and the kids were at home or with mum, um, you know, I just wouldn't get to see them at all during the weekend and so having them come along is actually a really positive thing but the other thing is they, they actually get to do some pretty fun things. They get to go um, to quite a lot of um, festivals around the place and Whenever a new park or playground opens anywhere in Brisbane, they get to go along and uh, and be part of it. So they get to try it out. And usually there's a sausage sizzle um, at, at these events as well. So it's a, it's a big tradition trying out the new parks and having a sausage with the kids, <laughs> things like that. It's actually, they're, they're the sort of things that make memories for life, I think.
1: Now, Lord Mayor Schrinner, do you have a favourite place in Brisbane to take the kids for some downtime? Reveal your secrets.
3: We will always enjoy jumping on the city cat and uh, riding up and down the river. So that's that's one of those things that we do really love doing. Uh, but just trying out the different parks around Brisbane. Like a, like I said, there's a lot of new and upgraded playgrounds and parks. And, um, you know, just going to different parts of the city and trying out the parks. Uh, we recently were at the opening of Hanlon Park in Stone's Corner. And um, that was a really fantastic project where we took an old concrete drain and put the natural creep back. Um, And so things like that, it's just been fantastic to take the kids along.
0: Well look, Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner, thanks so much for speaking to us today on Bluey's Brisbane. Uh, We really appreciate the time.
3: Oh no, it's been an absolute pleasure and thanks for doing this podcast. It's
0: fantastic. The podcast
1: showing off the best of Brisbane for real life. This is Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou.
0: Well, that was Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner, the Mayor of Brisbane City and massive Bluey fan. And so good to hear, you know, what he wants to see in the show.
1: I I want Ludo to make that happen. I think he's got some great suggestions there.
0: Well, look, yeah, I'd I'd personally love to see City Hall make an appearance in in a forthcoming episode of Bluey. So we'll get on the phone to Ludo's studio and see if we can make that happen.
1: (laughs) That sounds really good. Now... I think we need to actually qualify for our interstate listeners but also our international listeners. Where is Paddington, Justin, as it relates to Red Hill, which we know is the home of the Healers?
0: Well, it's the neighbouring suburb of Red Hill, so they both uh, look very similar. So you've got the steep hills, the little Queenslander workers' cottages. Which, especially in Paddington, have been renovated extraordinarily well. Um, I mean, this is a this is an elite suburb now. Like, there's no oh, yeah. gone are the days of, of of student accommodation and people buying the houses to do them up because they were the cheap houses. This is a really elite suburb in Brisbane. If you want to buy in Paddington these days, you're going to need some pretty deep pockets, aren't you?
1: Oh yeah, some serious coin if you want to buy in Paddington as well as Red Hill. And it definitely was the student suburbs back in when you and I were kicking about going to uni, but no longer. Um, This is a very well-established, you know, needs a lot of money to buy into it now.
0: It's kind of the other suburb where people think the healers live.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of theories about that. It's definitely next door. There's definitely things that have been featured in the episodes that we've already talked about, like Curry Quest with Favourite Thing, definitely with Dance Mode where it kicks off over chip stealing at behaviours. However, but it's not uncommon that you would just pop up the road to Paddington for your hit of coffee or a spot of lunch and that kind of thing. So they're, they're right there. Easy bike ride away
0: as well. We'll look to chat to us a bit more at the card table about Paddington life is our local resident Donna Dyson. Now, as we mentioned, Donna is an award-winning composer, singer, songwriter, and arranger. Um, she is an academic who specializes in early childhood education, so she utilizes that in her music. But she's been a long-time resident of Paddington and has seen the suburb change. Um, absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast today, Donna Dyson, how are you?
2: I am just wonderful because Christmas is on our doorstep. Now, Donna,
1: you're a Paddo resident. Yes, I'm a Paddo chick. We've talked to Nick Earls about what it was like to you know, live in Red Hill in the timber and tin type Queenslander. Can
2: you describe the house that you live in? Well, I think that it's a privilege to live there because we consider ourselves as custodians of our home. It's not necessarily, um, you know, that you just buy in Paddington it's such a historical part of Brisbane and so if you are someone who um, has a you know older home ours is 1884 we really consider ourselves as custodians and therefore it's the upkeep of our just not just our home, our little street precinct, and just trying to keep everything in authentic colours and keeping all of the replicas of, of the olden day, um, you know, at the forefront of our cottages and our homes, Queenslanders, uh, so that the city can enjoy the suburb for what it is for the historic value of it.
0: The Queenslander, and especially that sort of that Paddington and Red Hill kind of vista with the steep hills and the you know the Queenslander workers cottage, that's something that's going out to the world now. And, and we're hearing that, you know, Americans are saying, what's this house that Bluey lives in? We're seeing these houses that, um, that Bluey lives in, the healers live in. Yes. What, what's living in, you know, 130-odd-year-old house, 140-year-old house, um, a traditional Queenslander like on a day-to-day basis?
2: Upkeep. Justin a lot of upkeep (laughs) Um, look older houses need a lot of TLC and so one must be always mindful when things start to show that they need a bit of love that you actually give them a bit of love rather than them falling to disrepair Um, so that's that custodianship that I was referring to however there's something really beautiful about imagining the footprints that went before you in some of these houses and um, yeah look I've always secretly wanted to live in a Queenslander and so I lived, I grew up by the, by the bay in uh, Margate. And um, so I was always quite attracted to these older houses. And um, I sort of fancied my, my younger years. I was quite a romantic and, and I loved the yesteryear and the poetry and the arts. And, you know, I saw these kind of homes that, that certainly had this kind of, uh, yeah, I suppose, feeling amongst it. And, and it certainly... Um, so many of them in Paddington. There's some in Wollongabba, There's, you um, know, some Queenslanders going right out to Wilson kind of area and different kind of eras, um, in decades. Uh, the Paddington ones are really quite interesting because they are the workers' cottages. Um, for example, some of the houses will run ten in a row, and they're as higgledy As you could imagine, the amount of people that have told me that my piano is not straight against the wall. It's like, no, no, the wall's not straight. So nothing is a right angle in the in the Queenslander homes Um, and you know we have original uh, French doors we have the original shutting uh, shutter windows and um, then we just try really hard to keep all the fittings and everything authentic to that era but it's hard work (laughs) it's not an easy they're not easy homes to live in because you know they were built for a different time and they were built for the workers and now professionals live in those homes and have much higher expectations of what that home needs to give them so we're seeing a fair bit of modification where people are building into their backyards but we are on a street front that cannot be changed Um, and I'm really excited that that's the case because I want to keep up that history.
0: So Paddington is really a great example of how Brisbane's changed over the last two or three decades. Because when I was in university, Paddington was all student accommodation and mm. you, you, no one in their right mind wanted to live in Paddington or mm. really any of those inner city suburbs. Mm. But over the last two decades, we've seen that shift into the city of professionals and, you know, doctors, lawyers, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, how have you seen the community change over the time that you've lived in Paddington?
2: we've been there 21 years and my husband um, 23 years but he grew up in Baden, so he's seen the most change. Paddington had its era of being a bit kind of rough and hard in sort of the 60s, 70s and, um, and like right back in the 1800s it was the workers' cottages. It was, you know, it wasn't exactly the elite suburb that it is now and yes we live in a street full of um, lawyers and, and um, medical professionals. Um, I think that people come into the city it is it is literally one suburb from the city um it's very quick it's very good for Suncorp uh, for all the sporting events um people like to be perhaps a little more inner city these days because it's it's easier to get around because we're becoming a bigger city and so it's closer to their work it's closer to schools that they desire for their kids so it really has changed significantly the one thing that i think that has happened in society though justin is that our fences are higher And we're not as community-minded as I'm sure the Paddington of yesteryear was. And that makes me quite sad. Now, Donna, as an
1: academic and with your specialty being early childhood education, what are your impressions and thoughts about Bluey for young kids? I
2: love Bluey because uh, adults find the humour and find the reality in those really tender moments of family life and can identify to that. I love Bluey because it is a role model of family and togetherness and communication and forgiveness and learning together and growing together. I think it's a fantastic role model for society, for society, which is very sad when we need a cartoon to teach us how to be in a family these days. So many families don't have that. Um, great gift of the extended family and also just the incredibly (laughs) devoted parents um, that the healers are to, uh, to Bluey and Bingo. I think that it's wonderful A, that it's coming from Brisbane. I think that it's wonderful that it's been picked up worldwide. But at the very heart of Bluey, the thing that I think excels in bluey is the heart we fall in love with the characters because we identify people that we know or love within those little those little cheeky dogs and um we remember you know being that kind of age or being around people that age um that they are just you know, there are storylines from experience that that are going into those shows. You can see that there's a lot of heart and life being spoken through them. I think it's an encouragement for society to watch it, to remind us um, what really old-fashioned good values of family life can be like. And I think that Bluey encapsulates that really just beautifully.
1: This is Bluey's Brisbane. All right, Justin, that was a fantastic chat with Donna. I want to get out of academia now. I want to get into what I can do here. I want to I want to eat it. I want to drink it. I want to have the full Paddo experience. What's some of the things that you love doing when in Paddington?
0: All right. It's a bit of a date night central, um, Paddington, because there literally is so many things to do. Uh, sport for choice in terms of cafes, restaurants and bars. As we said, we're right across the road from the Java Lounge, which is the cafe featured on dance mode. Is Bingo gonna eat that chip? Uh no, I think she's finished. Scarab.
1: There!
2: Hey, where's my chip? <laughs> Dad ate it. What?
0: Paddo is all about, you know, coffee culture. Get down here for some brunch in the morning. Um, just walk along La Trobe Terrace, given terrace, and take your pick, literally.
1: Yeah it's all about the terraces, isn't it? So if you'd pick any of the terraces you're gonna have coffee shops, You're going to have boutique bars. There's lots of great shopping too, which is fantastic. And there's a Paddington Vinnies that especially has a reputation for its retro and designer um, lines that it uh, specialises in. Um, You've also got Empire Revival, um, you've got Retro Metro. There's so many other options too. You mentioned Date Night. It certainly is Date Night Central when you're going to Paddington. Heaps of restaurants and bars. So some of them that come to mind for myself, Darling & Co, Remy's. There's also Paddington Curry House. So, you know, if you don't want to have to do bake it yourself for a curry quest, you can make it a Date Night, couldn't you? Absolutely. And you've also got, as well, the Sit Down Comedy Club at the Paddo Tavern, which is a bit of an institution in this suburb.
0: Now, Lou, one of the other things I love to do in Paddington is um, pop over to the locality of Rosalie, which is one of these funny little suburbs that used to exist in Brisbane, but then kind of got merged into existing suburbs. So they sort of keep the name. Um, You can go down to the Rosalie Village. Mm. You've got more options of, you know, bars, restaurants, cafes there. But there's a really great little movie cinema there called the Blue Room Cinebar. It's like a boutique little movie cinema where you can go and you can have a movie, you can order a meal to come out during the movie. They bring you drinks during the movie. It's such a great experience for a date night.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic movie experience. They do love the Blue Room. And it's called the Blue Room. So, just add an extra Y to it and it becomes the Bluey room. See what I did there, Justin?
0: Maybe they should be screening some episodes of uh, of The Healers and Bluey um, <laughs> I'd be for people down like for us.
1: That. I'd be down for that entirely. Aircon, big comfy chair, champagne, Bluey on the big no screen. No kids. No kids. <laughs> no kids. Ultimate date night for all the yeah. bandits and chillies. <laughs> it's the we All
0: right, Lou. So, you've got the yes no button. Should people come to Paddington? Get their dance mode on here.
1: Yes, 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 yes. This is Blueway's present then. <laughs> hey, Wiggle Time!